to the first official episode of a podcast on Elm Street. Uh, my name is Mark, and I'm here once again with... Uh, Brooke. And, uh, geez, man, episode one, we've picked a doozy. I don't know what we were thinking doing this one. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Talk about uh, go big or go home. Um, this episode, we did Midsummer. It's... Uh, been out since what june i think yeah or, june yeah uh, this was my first time watching it and brooke i think it was your second yeah, time my second time i did watch it in theaters uh which i'm glad i did um and then watched again with mark uh yeah yeah great movie but long and fucked up yep uh so, to it. yeah definitely um so we'll start off with the synopsis uh this is coming from imdb which as i think everybody knows this is um, user submitted synopses uh, so here it is a couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled midsummer festival what begins as an idyllic retreat qu- quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult uh, I don't know I guess that sums it up pretty well there's yeah. a lot more to it I think um, it's not just a competition there's I don't know a lot more to yeah. it. I don't know. We'll get into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is uh, director Ari Aster's second movie. Um, and if you're a horror fan, you definitely know his first one, Hereditary. Uh, that came out a couple years ago. Um, yeah, he's only done two two full-length movies, and he's done a couple movie shorts, and that's pretty much it. But this guy's quickly, quickly making a name for himself yeah. in the horror community. Yeah. Um, top billing goes to... Uh, Florence Pugh, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, she plays Danny in the movie. Um, you'd recognize her from Fighting With My Family, uh, another horror movie on Netflix called Malevolent. Um, the Commuter with... Uh, shit, what's his name? The tough guy from I Taken. Know. Taken. I'm drawing a blank right ah, now. Ah, so am I. Anyways, <laughs> uh, and Outlaw King. I have seen none of those. But uh, she is amazing. Yeah, I've only seen Fighting With My Family, but it was pretty good. Uh, Jack Rayner, who plays Christian, uh, he is in another Netflix movie called Kin. Um, Detroit, I think it's on Netflix. I think so, yeah. Uh, Detroit, Sing Street, and On the Basis of Sex. So uh, I just got to say, Sing Street, not horror at all. Complete opposite. Very good movie. It is a musical. Okay, I've never seen it. <laughs> it's good. Maybe I'll have to check that out. Uh, next one is... Uh, this is a Swedish <laughs> name, so I'm probably going to mess it right up. But uh, Wilhelm, Wilhelm Blomgren. And he played uh, Pele. That's better than I could do. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is his first major role. Um, and from what I could see anyways, he's been in a couple of Swedish TV shows. Uh, but other than that, there's been nothing on this side of the map. Uh, William Jackson Harper played Josh. Um, he's actually, I just read that in the trivia, he's the only actor in this movie that's from the United States. Everyone else is from different parts of the world. Uh, we'll get into that during the trivia, though. Yeah. thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you'd maybe recognize him from The Good Place, Patterson, and All Good Things. Good Place is great TV show. Uh, that's the only thing I've seen him in. Yeah. I've seen All Good Things, but, like, years ago. Uh, and last but not least, great actor, Will Poulter. Uh, he played Mark. This guy is hilarious in pretty much everything he does. Yeah. Um, I think his big breakout role was Where the Millers. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I still laugh at that snake bite on his balls. Yeah. Um, he was also in Detroit with, uh, Jack Rayner. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, uh, he was in Black Mirror, the Bandersnatch movie that came out, I think, last year. One of those uh, choose-your-own-adventure movies. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, not as much as I, not as good as I was hoping it could no. be. No. Um, 
And the Maze Runner he was also in. I don't really remember. And he was in um, that uh, the Tom Hardy movie with uh, Leo when Leo gets killed by Bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Revenant. Yeah, right? Revenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that too. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the top billing cast. And I guess... Uh, uh, yeah, I guess now we'll dive into the movie a little bit. Um, we're not going to go through the whole movie, you know, step by step, because there's a lot to this movie, <laughs> a lot of detail. So uh, we're just going to talk about some things that we liked, uh, some important parts in the movie, and things that st- stood out to us. And uh, we'll just go for it. Uh, spoiler alert already. You know, we're going to get into spoilers, so just uh, be warned. All right, so Midsummer. Uh, starts out pretty fucked up. <laughs> uh, Danny, Danny's family clearly has a lot of mental illness in her family. Uh, she's dating Christian. Uh, Danny's sister is bipolar. And uh, Danny, I noticed, uh, she takes uh, something called Avatan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Ativan. Ativan? Yeah. Okay, well, Google said Avatan. But anyway. Fuck Google. That's, uh, so I guess that's used to treat anxiety disorder and uh, if you had trouble sleeping. So clearly, um, the two sisters have big issues. And, uh, yeah, she gets fucked up right away. Um, Terry emails Danny, you know, that she's going to take her parents with her and she's going away. And then Danny is freaking out and, uh, and it pans to the house. And Terry had brought in hoses from both cars up to their parents' bedroom. And then she taped the hose to her own face and killed her parents and herself. There's a scene before this too where you see the parents alone, like in bed, but it, yeah. just, it looks like they're sleeping. Yeah. And then it kind of shows that scene again, but this time you realize like what actually happened. Yeah. And uh, Christian clearly wants to end things with Danny before this happens. Um, pretty typical guy friend night out you know they're having pizza they don't really agree and christian thinks you know what if i dump her and i uh feel guilty about it well i mean i feel like you gotta do what you gotta do you know shit could have went down a lot different if he would have just dumped her you know um we'll get to that towards the end of the movie though. yeah yeah um and then after danny's family her whole family pretty much dies uh, Christian has no choice but to, you know, stay with her. You can't, can't fucking dump her now, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a huge dick, but he's, I guess he's not that much of a dick. Yeah. And, uh, for, I find throughout more of the movie, you hate Christian and I don't know, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, they have a friend Pele who's a foreign exchange student from Sweden. Um, the three friends, they're all studying the same course. I forget what it was. It wasn't psychology. It was something else. But anyway, so Pele is... Invites them all to go back to Sweden to uh, celebrate his Midsommar with his family. And Danny finds out kind of awkwardly that Christian's going. So then they get into a thing and uh, Danny... Or Christian invites Danny to Sweden with them. And also, in one of these early scenes, after Danny, uh, her parents and family's dead, in her bedroom, I noticed on her wall there was a painting of a little princess and a brown bear on her wall, which is huge foreshadowing, because we'll get into it later, but... Yeah, you noticed that. I never did, but you kind of knew. I didn't notice that the first time I watched it, but the second time I did... Yeah. And, uh, you kind of knew what to look for at that point. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, the intro, like the score, I just found amazing. Um, the the credits or like the, the opening title reminded me a lot of Hereditary, obviously because Aerie directed Hereditary as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a good uh, opening intro to the movie. Um, 
Also, one point I want to um, make is uh, the editing in this movie was great. There's one scene at the beginning whenever Danny is crying in the bathroom because Pele is talking to her and apologizes about her family. She goes into the apartment and she's bawling her eyes out. And then in a split second, it cuts to her crying in the bathroom airplane. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was great editing there. Yeah. Um, and then also some more fa- foreshadowing noticed was Pele tells Danny that he also lost his parents in a fire. So a bit of foreshadowing in that as well. Um, yeah. Um, anything you want to add to the intro? Kind of the... Um, I mean, that whole conversation at the party with the, the, the four guys talking about going to Sweden and Danny's been completely left in the dark of it. It, it just goes to show that Christian had like zero um, intention of staying with her. Like he was probably thinking, oh, they're leaving yeah. in two weeks and with by the time we leave, I'm going to be broken up with her. But yeah. obviously life threw yeah. a massive curveball. Yeah. And, uh, and he just, I guess, felt obligated that he had to invite her along. Yeah. And uh, all of his buddies, um, they're kind of dicks too, except for Pele. Um, they all want him to break up with Danny. They say some few choice words about her. Um, yeah. And, I mean, us as viewers see what's going on and you feel bad for her. And, I don't know, it kind of sets I kind of feel bad for him in a way too, but yeah. not really because... Yeah. He's a kind of dickbag. Yeah. I mean, but it, I, I guess if you're not happy in the relationship, then get out of it and quit leading her on. But Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. That's about it for the yeah. for the start of the movie. Um, and then they actually get into Sweden. And uh, another really cool camera work that I liked was whenever they were driving the car into, uh, I think it's called Hallingard. I'm not sure if that's what the place is called. But the camera is in front of the car. And it's upside down. Yeah. And I like how once they cross into the commune, it flips back over to yeah. normal. Because kind of like the opposite, yeah. that community is is different than the outside world. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Um, so then we get to the commune and uh, we, meet, we meet Pele's brother, uh, Ingemar. I think is how you say his name. I don't know. I think that's what it was, yeah. He's a real Swedish name, so uh, bear with us. So Ingmar, he just came from the UK, and he also brought two people, uh, Connie and Simon, who are, uh, I believe they're engaged. Yeah. Um, So yeah, and then after that, uh, they take mushrooms. Danny doesn't want to. Christian kind of is... It's like, well, okay, I guess we won't. We'll wait, you know, until later. Danny feels obliged. They take mushrooms. And uh, I think this is, like, the shining point for Mark. Uh, he was just hilarious in this scene when yeah. they were tripping out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this is the only time that I laughed in the movie. Really? Oh, well, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe probably, the, probably the biggest yeah. laugh. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then I guess kind of the first scare we get in this movie is uh, Danny's freaking out uh, she's tripping on the shrooms and uh, it actually feels like you're tripping out too because the way that um, there's like grass uh, growing out of Danny's hands yeah. and the trees are breathing and it's all first person view too yeah um, <coughs> and also um at one point, Mark asked what time it was, yeah. and I forget who Pele says it's nine p.m. Yeah. So it kind of goes to so show like the midsummer, um, whatever the the term is for it. Uh, yeah, and you'd think it was like twelve uh, noon. summer solstice or whatever it is. Yeah. So anyway, so then we get our first scare. I find was um, Danny's tripping out. She runs into this little like cabin. There's a mirror there. And it's red inside, and then you just see, she looks up, and you see a flash of a girl behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, my second viewing, I knew who it was. It was uh, the redheaded girl. I believe her name was Maya or Maja. Yeah. And uh, you'll get to know her later. She's a pretty uh, big 
big part in the movie. Um, so then they get taken to the commune. Um, what was your first impression when you saw, like, the set for the rest of the movie? No, it's... What the... What do you think? Just beautiful. Yeah. Like, I couldn't take my eyes off the TV. Yeah. And it's just, like... I'm watching that and I'm instantly thinking like, fuck, I want to go to this place. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do a little brief little trivia thing here. Yeah, for sure. Um, according to this, despite the Swedish setting, this film was mostly shot in Hungary, huh. which I found kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so I guess I want to go to Hungary. Yeah. It's interesting to see what... Uh, <laughs> Like what the hours of the sunlight is actually in yeah. like summer solstice. I mean, we probably should have looked that up, but uh, whatever. Yeah, because um, it was nine p.m. there. They were saying, and it looked like yeah. it was twelve noon. And then Danny actually passes out, and she wakes up, and then she's like, "Oh, how long was it out?" And they're like, oh, "We slept for six hours." And then she asked, "How did it get dark?" And they're like, "Oh, for a couple hours." So yeah. she's like, "Is it tomorrow?" <laughs> yeah. So you don't really know. It's kind of um, like. Uh, up north, right? Where they have their summer and winter. Yeah. To where it's like almost 24 hours of it's kind daylight, of like, 24 um, hours of darkness. Like the complete opposite of, uh, was that movie 30 Days a Night? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where this movie is like, it's 30 days most of, of the movie is daylight, right? It's mm-hmm. a horror in the daylight, which I f- find amazing that he pulled it off. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah. They get to the place. Um, I also noticed whenever they were going up to the, uh, they had like a, a stand where they did like their ceremony. Um, there was a bunch of people like dressed in normal clothes, and I think they were the recruits, like the people brought from other places. But yeah. I wasn't sure. There was like a few other people I saw, but then when they had the dinner, um, and a little bit, there was only the, I guess six or five of them. Yeah. The UK and then the, the Americans ones, that yeah. were only in the uh, regular clothes. They didn't have any of the weights. One thing I wanted to bring up, whenever I was typing on my notes, I kind of had an epiphany mm-hmm. of some sort. Was it only males that that did this uh, retreat to bring back people? Yeah. I don't think I ever saw a female. Yeah, not that I saw because Pele's sister... Uh, does show up and introduces herself so she's obviously there yeah um, so yeah I don't know yeah I don't know I don't know if what what the reasoning is behind that yeah if we'd have to dive into that a little bit yeah more. I mean because this is pretty much a pagan cult right yeah so I mean if you look into pagan cults maybe the men have different jobs and or I guess females, yeah you, you know even if you just look back in the olden times where the men go out and hunt and the women oh. stay home that's a good so maybe like the men that. are going yeah. out hunting for these people to bring them back that's a good point I never thought of that that's good yeah um so we kind of get uh shown around the commune before there's like maybe three buildings um the one building is where like all the kids uh I guess sleep and all the um older people um there's a uh yellow pyramid uh, kind of house thing. I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah. Um, but like that shot's really cool because it's just open field and then just this yellow pyramid house and then just the mountains behind it. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, and then they're going around and then there's randomly uh, uh, a bear in a cage and then they like ask about it and the, I think Pele just kind of laughs about it. doesn't really... Yeah say much and then they walk by a blanket that has all these weird ass paintings and drawings on it mm-hmm. and uh it pretty much shows how to make like a i don't know like a love potion or like yeah. make the person adore you i don't know i remember what saying exactly to you exactly like, it is things fucked up yeah um so there's like you either drink period blood and then like eat a pube and then uh, it's, oh yeah it's that's what up. it was yeah it was really weird stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and uh, some of that stuff does happen later in the movie and uh, yeah if you didn't if you didn't pay attention to that that thing you kind of missed it yeah um, I also thought that uh, 
during the movie, in the like the buildings where they're sleeping, all in the inside, they had like all this art and stuff. Yeah. And then they had like that blanket. Well, all the art and stuff pretty much shows in drawings like what their whole nine day celebration is. Yeah. So like the people who came, they you know they they would piece it together. They could have known like okay, some something's going, something's going down. Yeah. Um. Um, one thing I found interesting, uh, whenever they're doing that walkthrough and it shows the blanket and whatnot, yeah. um, Pele's also explaining the different ages. Yeah. So, so there's like, get to that, yeah. oh, okay. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Um, so yeah, they ask him about, uh, like what is everyone's job here basically? So Pele goes through it. So zero to 18, their ch- child, I'm guessing they don't really do much. Maybe help out a little bit around, uh, the commune. Then 18 to 36, they're explorers. So I'm guessing that's like Pele and, uh, I'm going to forget his name. Ingemar. Ingemar's uh, jobs. They go out and, <coughs> like Mark was saying, basically hunt. Because um, it's a very small community. So they say in the movie, like, someone asks, like, how do you guys, like, reproduce? Like, is there... Uh, inbred inbreeding and mm-hmm. we do meet one character in the movie who is clearly inbred yeah um, and then they say well some of our men they go out or they go out and recruit they call it people but we all know what uh, we know what that means in the yeah. end so anyway from then from age 36 to 54 they're working so I mean I guess that means like working in the, the commune you know doing all the heavy lifting I guess and then from 54 to 72, they're mentors, um, which I guess I don't really know what they'd be mentoring. Yeah, I guess just like the village elders or something. Yeah. Um, and then I forget who asked it, but one of them asked Pele, well, what happens after 72? And Pele makes uh, a throat slashing um, motion. Yeah. And nobody... Like, they would, like, ask, like, oh, what? Like, you kill him? And then... I think they all thought it was kind of a joke. Like, yeah, they yeah. definitely did think it was yeah. a joke. Um, and then we'll get to... we get to that next. Uh, Mark, do you want to take that that over? Because what happens next? Or at the, uh, the sacrificial ceremony? Yeah, so this is the part... Um, they're walking up to... Uh, is that the where the cliff? Yeah, the, the the dinner first, and then they go up to the right, cliff yeah, yeah, with yeah. the uh, the old people. So yeah, um, the whole town is or village, I guess, is sitting around these tables, and uh, they're positioned in a way that, um, I guess, they're like triangles almost, eh? Yeah, is it's that that part? very yeah. organized. Yeah, and uh, everybody's there, and the all the seats are full, but there's two empty seats, and then uh, you see a man and a woman, and you can assume that they're elders uh, and they walk up and they um, take those two empty seats at the table and uh, I don't have this part in my notes but I think was this the part like there was chanting or something like that like yeah that the they <laughs> I would call it like throat singing yeah yeah it was almost like that yeah um, anyway so they go through the like they do that weird ritual and then they go through the dinner and then everybody gets up and they go to this cliff. And this is the first real holy fucking shit moment of the movie. Like legit. Yeah. Uh, so they're all standing around watching the top of this cliff. And there's a few people up there. And then you see uh, the two older people um, coming up towards the edge of the cliff. And the woman? Did she jump first? Yeah, yeah. the woman. Yeah. So the woman jumps off this cliff first. And uh, there's a big slab of rock down on the bottom of it, and she smashes her face right off it, and just she just like, straight up fucking belly flops. Yeah, like grab a bunch of ground meat from the grocery store and throw it on the ground, and that's what her face looked like. Yeah, and also I just want to say real quick, uh, before this, Mark left to go take a nap, so he didn't see any of this on the sh- on the movie, not me. Yes, yes, <laughs> the Mark on the movie. <laughs> Good point. Uh, carry on. Uh, yeah, so Mark didn't see any of this. Um, so everybody's, well, all the, uh, we're going to call them foreign people because they're from the States and the UK and whatnot. 
um, the people that aren't from the village, they're all freaking out and like obviously, rightfully so. Yeah. What the fuck just happened? And then uh I think it was Pele who was trying to calm calm some of them down, eh? Like yeah, his group Danny of people. And yeah. Uh so anyways, while that's all happening, the older man ends up jumping off and uh he doesn't hit the rock right on, eh? No, he lands on his feet. That's what happened. For some reason, I I don't know why he jumped feet first. Yeah, this guy jumped and feet first. and If I was going to do that, I would just do what the lady did. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be quick and painless, you would think, anyways. Yeah. Anyway, so the guy landed feet first. He didn't die. His legs were mangled. Yeah. Um, and again, everybody's freaking out a little bit more. And... I I remember thinking in my head like oh that that's fucking awful like how are they gonna kill this guy yeah next thing you know there's this giant ass executioner guy with a huge wooden hammer something that you'd see out of a cartoon yeah and he comes up and just bashes his face in and, and Ariaster is not scared to do some little head gore because yeah they they fucking hit him like three or four times yeah it was filthy. Um, and I think at this point, the two, uh, what were their names? Connie and Simon. Yeah. They were both saying, like, fuck this, we're getting out of here. Yeah. Um, and I think it was Ingmar who was trying to deter them of yeah. that, because obviously they had their own reasons for wanting them yeah. to stay there. And I just want to say, for this, is a good kind of discussion. When Connie and Simon try to leave, one of the older females there, she tries to explain, like, this is what we're doing for yeah. 90 years. Yeah. You know, when someone gets old, they're not going to grow old and useless and just wither and die. Mm-hmm. Like in where we're from, like North America, like elders get, she makes the point, elders get put in like nursing homes. Yeah. Like when you think about it, is that really better? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to die at 72. I still feel like exactly. you have a lot yeah. of life left. Even, yeah, no, definitely. Even if you can't do all the hard work and heavy lifting and stuff. I mean, yeah. in this day and age, 72, like, it's it's old, but it's not yeah. old and decrepit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our first uh, holy shit moment. <laughs> yeah. Because everything up to that is pretty... Tame. Nothing's, yeah, tame. Nothing's happened really yet. That's crazy. Um... So yeah, at the top, there's like a bunch of like, kind of like, look like tombstones, kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was like the past sacrificed people who have done that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure really what that resembled, but uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, moving on. Um, so then after that, uh, Pele, Danny, Danny tries to leave and... Pele convinces her, he's talking to her. Through the whole movie, up to this point, he's pretty... It seems like he's really close to Danny. Like, he's trying to get closer to her. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird, but you kind of know what he's trying to do. And then he tells her that she deserves a family. Um, which, I mean, she probably does at this point. But you kind of know what Pele... What his intentions are. Yeah. Um, so then after that, they, uh, they cremate the, the bodies of the old people and then they dump the ashes on this, uh, fallen big tree and, uh, our buddy Mark, he, uh, (laughs) unfortunately takes a little leak on the tree and people do not like that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Mark is one of the first to get killed, um, I find, because of this, because of what he did. Yeah. Um, and then after this, uh, we get, our, I think, our first off-screen kill. Um, Connie's packing up, and she's about, she's saying, her and Simon are leaving, and then uh, Pele's dad comes up and says that, uh, no, Simon left already to the train station. Yeah. And Connie's like, uh, what are you talking about? He wouldn't leave. And then he's like, yeah, there wasn't room on the truck or, and all of this. And it's going to come back for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's total bullshit. And uh, later on, we find out what happens to Simon. And uh, another is. pretty 
fucking brutal, I don't know how it got killed, but I'd call it like a flying eagle kill. Like, how would you describe it? Like, I have a bit of trivia if you want. Yeah? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Alright, uh, let me find it here. Yeah, I was going to save that till the end, but... Uh, okay, here, Simon's fate is based on a Viking ritualized execution method called a blood eagle. Blood eagle. Yeah, in which victims are placed in a prone position, their ribs severed from spine with a sharp tool, and their lungs are pulled out through the opening to create a pair of wings. The victim would supposedly be alive and conscious through the process and not die until some time after, likely from blood loss. Um, as such, when Christian finds him... Well, I guess I'll leave that part out, but yeah. So yeah. it's called a blood eagle, and it's from a Viking ritualistic execution. That is... Uh, messed up? Messed up. I, I've never watched the show Vikings, but I'm pretty sure they do it on yeah. that quite a bit, or have before. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, that's our, I guess, kind of first off-screen kill. <clears throat> and then... Um, so... Josh is doing his thesis um, on pagan cults and like this, like European, I guess, communities. And Christian doesn't uh, know what he wants to do his on. So then Christian decides that he's just going to do the same thing. Um, another thing I found pretty fucking dick move uh, to, do, to do that, the same thing that Josh was doing. Yeah. Um, and then Christian refuses not to do it. Uh, basically, they get permission to um, talk to the elders and use stuff. But there's a book in this one, I guess, building um, that the uh, we didn't mention them really, but the there's an inbred, inbred uh, I don't know, kid, Boy. I guess, yeah. maybe teenager, Reuben. Ruben, that's his name? Yeah. Okay. So basically he he draws stuff and then the uh, the elders, they interpret what his drawings are and they keep these books. Mark might have some stuff on that later, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, does. So. Uh, so yeah, so they have this book in this room and Josh wants to get this book. He He's not supposed to take pictures of it. He did ask one of the guys earlier. So basically at night, uh, Mark's gone at this point, Josh leaves at night, goes to this building, takes pictures of it, and then out of nowhere, he turns around and there's someone wearing Mark's clothes. And then he gets hit over the head, he's I think dead at this point, yeah. and the, can't you hear this like heavy breathing. You turn around and there's a guy wearing Mark's fucking face. Yeah. Uh, very Texas Chainsaw like. Uh, he's wearing his clothes. So. Yeah, it was messed up. Yeah, it was. So there's two more kills there. Um, we never really know what happens to Connie. Because they don't really. She shows up at the end dead, obviously, but. Yeah, that's They don't true. really show her going to what happened to her, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe something to keep an eye on. Maybe yeah, it was in there before. Um. So, I feel yeah. like this is one of those movies that you can watch like 15 times and still learn something. Oh, better. 100%. Yeah. Um, also, during a couple of these dinners, uh, one of them, they're eating these pies, and Christian finds a pube in his, in his pie. Yeah. And all of them, all his friends are like freaking out, like, oh, that's fucking disgusting. There's a pube in it. And then also another dinner, you can clear, clearly tell that his drink is way more red. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. So the first time I watched it, I didn't notice either. Yeah. Second time, it is clear as day that his drink is more red than everyone else's. Oh, that's gross. So everyone, I think everyone saw the blanket at the beginning. So yeah. I don't know how the, the characters didn't piece it together. Like, oh, you found a pube. Like, they didn't notice his drink. Yeah. Um, maybe just nitpicks, but uh, yeah. So could have been avoided. <laughs> so yeah, basically Christian starts becoming he starts tripping out and just acting weird. And then uh she's like essentially placing like a love spell on him. Yeah, kind of a love spell, yeah. 
Um, and then at this point, the only ones left are Danny and Christian. Um, they don't know where everyone else is. Uh, they're gone. Yeah. Um, they separate the males and the females. Uh, the males go and sit down. And uh, the females go into this... Uh, it's a dance I guess like a stamina dancing competition. Yeah. Basically... Um, they have like these flower petal crowns and outfits. I thought it was really cool looking. Yeah, it was really nice. The costume design in this movie is really good too. Yeah, and the picture that's actually like the cover of the movie is that same crown. That yeah. Danny's wearing. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, they dance until they until one person left standing. Yeah. And of course, it's Danny. Um, what do so, they call her? The queen. The queen. May Queen. May Queen, right? Yeah. So she's the May Queen. They have this big dinner. Um, everyone carries her away, and Danny looks back, and there's Christian just saying by himself. So it's kind of a good uh, shot there. Yeah. They have a dinner. Uh, they pull Danny away to go and like bless their crops and food and stuff. Um, Christian is like he's tripping at this point. Uh, it's pretty fucked. And then, um, uh, before this, actually, Christian met with uh, one of the elder women, and she was basically like saying, "How do you feel about Maya?" Yeah. And he was like, "What?" And she's like, "He's your astrological." Match, I yeah. guess she said. Yeah. Something like that. That's what I've written here, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I guess Christian, Maya chose Christian. They're meant to be together, I guess, have, I guess, sex. Maya's a virgin. Um, so, yeah, Danny leaves. Christian uh, is thrown petals, like, uh, to lead him to the building where. Um, the book was, and also where, uh, was it, Ruben stays. Yep. Um, so yeah, Danny's off doing that. <laughs> this is probably, in the theater, this is probably the biggest scene that had the most laughs. Yeah, it was weird. Um, do you want to kind of go into it, or? Um, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, um, they have this, like, smoke concoction for Chris to breathe in and they say uh, it's yeah. say it's yeah. to increase his vitality and uh, right in the middle of the room is Maya waiting there naked and there's I don't know probably like eight other naked older women standing around her yeah yeah um and uh, they basically force Chris and or Christian sorry into having sex with uh with Maya and um the women all around are kind of guiding everything and Almost like having an orgasm with Maya. Yeah. Like it was really, yeah. it was a really weird. Yeah. I'll mention something else after you get yeah. done this, but I, there's something I want to say. Yeah. Um, then the scene kind of fades out to Ruben and then it goes back to the, to the sex scene. Yeah. Um, eventually Danny gets back and she realizes that like nobody in the town is there and, uh, she's walking around the different buildings and she can hear, um, hear all the sex noises I guess you would call them um, because like every woman in the room is moaning, moaning. with Maya uh, so Danny walks in and sees everything that's going on she ends up vomiting uh, the other women take her to bed uh, she's obviously freaking out and they're trying to comfort her um, and this is another weird mimicking scene where all the women that brought her back to her bed start screaming along with her yeah um, and that's, I, I remember seeing that picture a lot, like whenever, uh, yeah. like before the movie started, like, yeah. sorry, before the movie came out, yeah. you'd see that picture a lot where mm -hmm. Danny's just like kind of screaming and there's all these women around her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the scene cuts back to the sex scene and, uh, there's an old woman who's in behind Christian at this point <laughs> and she's put, oh, has her hands on God. his ass and going through the motions with him and pushing his ass yeah. towards Maya yeah, um, it's uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it was, yeah, it was one of those. Like, what the fuck am I watching? 
Um, Christian ends up finishing and runs out of the room na- or out of the building naked, and uh, you see a lot of dong at this point. Yeah, um, uh, he has a bloody dong, by the way. I must add. I fucking I missed all this. Stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, Maya was a virgin. Yeah, I yeah. knew that. But... So I mean, I don't want to admit that I was looking at his dick, <laughs> but it was bloody. <laughs> huh? I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. So at this point, um. I think he runs into the chicken coop, right? Yeah, and he finds... This is where he uh, finds Simon. Finds Simon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the blood eagle pose. Yeah. Uh, you said you wanted to say something? Yeah, so... Um, when all the girls are... When Denny's crying, all the girls are... They're, like, crying with her, like... Like, step by step, like, she's, like, doing these, like, huge, like... <gasps> yeah. <clears throat> and they're all doing the same thing, and... Same whenever the sex team, whenever the girls having sex, all the girls are doing it. Mm-hmm. And also, when the old man jumped off and broke his legs, whenever he like woke up basically and started screaming, everyone else yeah, around, true. they were like crying, uh, in they they were mimicking his pain. Yeah. So it just shows that this community is like. Super connected. Super connected. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's what I wanted to say Yeah, that's a good that. point. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty much uh, another crazy fucked up part. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, then we get to the final ceremony. Um, oh, also uh, at whenever Christian runs into the coop and he finds Simon... Um, I forget who it was, but one of the guys blows this powder powder yeah. into his face, and he wakes up and basically they're like, "Yeah, so you're you can't feel anything, you can't talk, you're basically paralyzed." Yeah. So he's in a wheelchair. Um, so they go to the final ceremony, and uh, I think this is the first shot. No, it's not the first shot, where we see. Danny on the not throne, but the main chair with her full outfit, yeah. like the whole flower gown, yeah. and man, that thing must have taken so oh, yeah. long to make. Yeah, and it looks it looks fucking great. Yeah, it's really cool. <clears throat> um. Anyway, so so now the final ceremony. Um. So basically, they get nine sacrifices. Um. For every outsider to commune, sac- sacrifices one of their own. So basically, we got Mark, Josh, Simon, and Connie. So there's four. Um, the old couple who sacrificed. Um, and then we get... They randomize the names. Yeah. They basically do like a bingo draw. And it reveals two names. And one of the names is a random guy. Other one is, of course, Christian, which I think was... Rigged. Rigged, for sure. So, this old guy, he seemed kind of stoked, eh? Like, he was. Yeah, he's really yeah. happy. Because, uh, uh... Oh, also, one of the, um... Person to, uh... Can't find the word. Anyway, they uh, nominate themselves, basically, um, is Pele's brother... Uh, Ingmar mm-hmm. and another random guy so there's two people there so it's between Christian and this other guy so basically Danny gets to decide who <laughs> who's the last sacrifice and at first I was like there's no way she's picking Christian Yeah. and then she's staring at Christian and it goes back and forth and Christian is paralyzed he can't do anything so it's just his face and Danny is just I don't know if she's crying at this point. And then it just randomly cuts to the scene of these people. Uh, basically, the bear from before is on a table. They're gutting it. And they stuff fucking Christian inside of it. Yeah, like a full bear bodysuit. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, so then they put... Uh, I guess all their faces onto like these like fake hay dolls. Yeah. And they put them in this pyramid from before the yellow, uh, I guess, sacrifice building. Um, 
So everyone goes in, the two people who uh, put themselves in, they're given some sort of plant that's supposed to help them not feel any pain. Um, <coughs> well, that doesn't fucking work because they set the whole place on fire. The two people are screaming. Yeah. And, excuse me. And it uh, pans to Christian who's in the middle in his bear suit. And the fire's going up and everyone's, two guys are screaming. And Christian, he's paralyzed. He can't talk. He's literally just sitting there dead face yeah. and getting filed burned up. Alive. Burned up. Yeah. And then once that's happening, everyone outside is doing what they were doing before, sinking with uh, the rest of the people, like crying. They're feeling their pain, which I think was uh, really strong and uh, like a good point. Yeah. Um, and even Danny, she starts doing it too. Yeah. And then I thought that in this movie was fucking perfect. Cause Danny's doing it. She's crying. And then she looks and the camera's up close to her face, which is actually what Mark said before mm-hmm. the final on the cover of the movie, uh, is that, and yeah. it ends with Danny smiling. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome because... Danny has a real family now. Yeah. Um, she doesn't have one back home, obviously. Christian was a complete asshole to her. He's dead. She has this new family where nothing matters. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And she's the May um, Queen now, so. Yeah, she's the May Queen. I don't know how long they are. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Uh, we weren't really going to do <laughs> a run step-by-step in the movie, but... I mean, it's a two and a, two and a half hour movie, though. I uh, mean, also, um, for some reason, the the Blu-ray I bought, we thought it would come with the uh, the director's cut. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's on any of the trivia, but Mark was saying that there's like another thirty minutes cut out, and I know there is one deleted scene I've seen on the internet. I didn't look at it. I probably should have before we recorded this, but it's a, a river ritual or a night ritual. I saw. Okay. So it's another. It's at nighttime. So I would have uh, wonder what that would have hmm. been. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much uh, Midsummer. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now we'll go to uh, Rotten Tomatoes for uh, some reviews, I guess. All right. Um. So the main critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Ambitious, impressively crafted, and above all, unsettling. Uh, Midsummer uh, further proves writer-director Ari Aster is a horror auteur to be reckoned with. And, yeah, I mean, that sums it up perfectly, it in does. my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's a great second movie from Mr. Aster. Yeah. Uh, it, the movie was amazing, in my opinion. Beautiful. Uh, obviously unsettling. There were some scenes in there that were just like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that the critics liked significantly better than the audiences. Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, I could get that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got that feel to it. Like, more of a critic's uh, favored. Um, so, yeah, the critics' score was 83% on 343 ratings. Okay. And the audience score was 63% on 5,219 ratings. Well, so, quite a big jump. Yeah, um, I mean, that's certified fresh, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see why people don't like, wouldn't like this movie. It is very long. Um, there's not a lot to it, like, action-wise. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, but when shit does go down, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I mean, not every movie needs to be in your face and pelted with action and jump scares and all that yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. this movie made me feel super uneasy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you really feel for the characters that are in it, even the ones that you don't like. Yeah. You, you're just like, wow, I can't believe that's going on. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I'd give it more than a 63. 
yeah. I'd probably lean more towards a critic score on it. Yeah, sure. I agree with that as well. Um, what I like, some things I like from the movie, uh, the cinematography on this was fucking stellar. Yeah. Like, holy shit. This, uh, this movie's beautiful. In theaters, the dark theater, just the white light. Uh, it's just, it was amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the editing, like I said before, was great. I really like the score to this movie as well. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And I thought uh, Florence Pugh, this, she was great. Like, she probably won't get nominated for anything, but uh, I thought she was fantastic. And I'm definitely going to check out some of her other movies. I know Marky's watched Fighting With My Family. It's a wrestling movie. I'm a wrestling fan, but I've never seen it. Um, so yeah, that was some stuff I liked. Yeah, um, I can agree with you on most parts, like the scenery and the cinematography, the acting. Um, I'm a fan of gore. I know you're not, but I feel like in this movie it was kind of like warranted. It was like it, it yeah. wasn't just like tossed in there for the sake no. of being gory. Yeah. Um, I also liked that it was like a new idea. You don't. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with this kind of storyline to it. No, not. I mean, there are obviously pagan cult movies yeah. and, and movies with sacrifices yeah. and stuff like that but I feel like this was a, a different yeah. take on all that um, yeah. I did listen to an interview with uh, Ari Aster about the story behind this and like what made him write this it might be in your trivia so I'll save it for later but uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's, that's it for what we liked about it Yeah. Uh, the only thing I didn't really like some of the parts I felt dragged on like, I don't yeah. think it needed to be a two-and-a-half-hour movie. And I also really don't think it needs to be a three-hour movie with that director's cut. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely want to watch the director's yeah. cut at least once. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, two-and-a-half hours is uh, pretty long. Yeah. And it, it was a slow burn two-and-a-half hours, too, right? Like, yeah. not a lot of stuff really happened until, yeah. like, midway through the second half, yeah. I think. i definitely say that my second viewing... Um, was more fulfilling because I could actually look out for stuff like I mentioned in yeah. uh, in our walkthrough of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That was another thing I mentioned in the dislikes too, but I mean, the more and more I talk about it, the more I read up on it and stuff, it kind of, this point is kind of null. Uh, yeah. I found a lot of it was confusing. You didn't really know what the hell was going on. Yeah. But I also didn't pick up on a lot of the parts that you did. Yeah. Where in a second and third viewing of it, I think I definitely would be able yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. Um, you want to go ahead and see what uh, some of these critics felt about it? Yeah. I'm interested to see the, yeah. uh, the user comments on it. All right. So what I did here, I went on Rotten Tomatoes and I took four... Um, ratings from the top critics i did two positive reviews and two negative reviews and i did the same for the verified audience scores i i got two of each um so starting off the top critics uh claudia puig she's from film week i was never even for one second feeling the length i found it so unsettling and sinister at moments it was a little uneven but it's so watchable and gets under your skin in a really creepy way so she kind of goes against what we said where, like, the length. Yeah. Like, like I noticed the length. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with everything else. It was very unsettling and sinister. Um, very watchable, though. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Jake Wilson from The Age in Australia. Mm. Even more than hereditary, Midsummer lives on the edge where horror meets absurdity, prompting the kind of laughter that comes from not knowing how else to respond. So I think... I think that was a negative review, but like... Yeah, it's pretty short. I mean, we'll yeah. talk about Hereditary um, in a little bit. Um, we'll get to talk about Ari Aster, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely didn't seem like a negative re- review. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I just wrote the notes on it. I don't have this page actually up, oh, so I don't okay. know if it was a tomato yeah. or a splatter. <laughs> um, Rex Reed from The Observer says grim grisly and downright sickening midsummer is a feel-bad horror film about suicide mercy killings insanity graphic nudity religious hysteria and the kind of grotesque imagery that exists for no other reason than shock value 
So I think Jake's was a positive review and Rex's is the negative one. I think so. Yeah. And it really doesn't seem like Rex enjoyed it very much. No. I mean, I feel like the gore wasn't really shock value. No. Because the gore happened after the shocking stuff happened. Yeah. I found, at least. And it, like I said before, like, all the gory stuff and, like, the what-the-fuck moments all happened for a reason. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it wasn't just thrown in there to be in there. Yeah. Um, Scott Marks from the San Diego Reader. This is another negative one. Don't let the studio-manufactured hype fool you. This is a Midsummer's matinee bore. Oof. Fuck you, Scott yeah. Marks. Do not agree with that. No, I don't at all either. Uh, so, the verified audience... Guy named Peter, excellent movie, but the but the director's cut didn't add anything vital to the story to warrant a second viewing for a twenty dollar ticket. But he did give it five stars. So I mean, I think I if there was a director's cut that got released around here, I probably would have went and tried to watch it. Yeah, um, we haven't seen the director's cut, so we can't, can't really comment on his yeah his uh, take on the movie. But anyway. Chris R. Fuck. This is a nice one. Um, garbage. Pure tripe. Talk about a 100% waste of money. This was one of those horror movies that has a great setup and literally no logical or movie logic to hold it together. Don't bother, really. And he gave it half a star. Was, uh, when he said horror, was that in parentheses? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. I got that from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, very strongly disagree with this. Very, yeah. It's definitely a horror movie. I feel like this is the kind of person that goes into a horror movie and expects, like, the typical horror that you see. Like, yeah. He, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Brooke S., another bad review. Terrible movie. Nothing like the previews and totally inappropriate. Should have warning labels for parents. One star. That was well, not me. I mean, the R rating <laughs> wasn't enough of a warning yeah, label. Really. I don't know. Uh, Joni C, third time seeing this film, first time seeing the director's cut. This film gets better with each viewing. Ari Aster is my fave filmmaker right now. Five stars. I feel like that guy <coughs> is like my body and soul because my third viewing hopefully will be the director's cut. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I feel so far. Second viewing, I liked it even more. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Even my first viewing, I really enjoyed it. All right. Um, sorry. Uh, so next up is our rating scale, I guess. Um, so we're going to do this in three parts. We're going to go for uh, the scariness rating, quality rating, and a story rating. And each one of these is going to be out of 10. Um, I'll go ahead with the scariness. Uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10 for, like, scary factor. Um Due to the uneasiness I felt, it wasn't really actually that scary. It was more of a sense of dread and what the fuck. Yeah. You? Uh, my scary was 3 out of 10. I really... I mean, I guess I looked at scary in a different category. Um, but yeah, I didn't really think this was scary at all. Uh, I mean, European, you know, travel movies, hostels, definitely way more scarier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this still, I'd still go to Sweden after watching this. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Alright, um, so my quality rating is uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, there's great acting, beautifully shot, amazing scenery. Um, Brooke, you've mentioned it throughout this whole podcast that you love the score. Um, I really honestly don't think they could have done anything better visually and audibly. Yeah. Uh, like I, it's it's perfect in that in my opinion. In yeah, that I agree. Ten out of ten for this. Uh, everything about this movie is just fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah, they did a great job, and I would love to see them get a nomination at uh, the Academy. But uh, even for like cinematography, yeah. or, uh, costume design, just anything. Yeah. But I know, like last year, Hereditary, <laughs> they got shut down at the. At the Oscars, they didn't get any nomination, I don't think. So, uh, they don't really like horror, so... No, they don't. I did that, but, uh, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me on quality. Alright, and lastly is the story. Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, I found it was fresh, new. Um, the only downfalls, I found it a little confusing at times, like I said before. Uh, 
but I mean, with a second viewing, that could all change. Um, overall, yeah, story was great. Can't really say much bad about it. Yeah, I the exact same score for that as well. Uh, eight out of ten. Um, thought the story was different. Uh, you know, wasn't much to it, but I thought it was different than other horror movies. Mm-hmm. You kind of felt uh, the rela- relationship between Danny and Christian, how it changed with the movie, especially the beginning. Um, yeah, eight out of ten on the story for me. Nice. So if we total that up for me, it's uh, twenty four to thirty, which roughly translates into four and a half or four out of five stars. Sorry, and I can agree with that. I'd maybe put it a little bit higher, four and a half out yeah. of five, maybe. Yeah, um, mine was a twenty one to thirty, not far off marks, but I'd say say the same for out of stars. I'd probably boost mine up a little bit. Um, honestly, overall for movies. I've seen in 2019 to come out this year. This is definitely in my top, like, four, maybe three. Um, yeah, I couldn't recommend this movie enough. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. All right, and last but not least is trivia time. So this is all trivia that I found on IMDb. All right. um, so if it's not entirely accurate, don't blame me. <laughs> Um, so in the movie, Mark displays an extreme phobia of ticks, which is based on Ari Aster's real-life fear of bugs and illness. Like oh. Mark, Aster wore two pairs of socks over his jeans to ensure he would not receive bug bites. So this scene is whenever they're walking through the forest, okay. and Mark's like yeah. freaking out about all the ticks. I mean, uh, being in uh, southern Ontario, ticks here are really bad. Yeah. Um, especially... This month a little bit, but definitely the past two months. Like every time you go for a hike or outside, you gotta check yourself because the ticks are no joke here. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. You ever seen the movie Ticks? I haven't. I saw you just watch yeah. that when you're uh, thirty one days. Yeah, it was fucked up. Yeah. Uh, where's this next one? Oh, most is most of the Swedish dialogue spoken by the. Natives is deliberately not subtitled in order to create this sense of isolation for the audience and especially the foreign visitors. So I thought that was pretty cool. I definitely felt that. Yeah, definitely. During the movie. Yeah, I, it was frustrating. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are they saying? Uh, yeah, no, that's that definitely adds to the quality of, yeah. of uh, his vision, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um... Oh, according to Ari Aster, this was meant to be his first horror movie since Hereditary was intended to be just a family drama. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If that's uh, a family drama to him, then... Yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. So this is kind of touching on what you've been saying throughout the whole thing. Uh, throughout the film, Danny hallucinates the plant life interacting with her and growing into her. Yeah. This foreshadows her eventual decision to join the community at the end of the film. Additionally, her interaction and growth with plants gets more pronounced as the film progresses. Notable examples include the tuft of grass growing through her hand, the grass consuming her feet. That was uh, when they were dancing, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the vines on her throne reacting to the movement of her arms. The flowers in her crown breathing in sync with her, and the dressing crown made entirely of flowers in the final scene, signaling her complete engulfment by the community. That, that blows my mind, actually. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. That's like, one of the things that, like, after I read it, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, it makes everything kind of come together and make a lot more sense. That's really cool. Yeah. That makes, that makes me love the movie even more. Yeah. Like, like, this guy's a genius. He is. Ari Aster. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what else he's got coming out. Oh, yeah. 100%. All right. I think that's it. Um, or do you got something else to add? Well, I was going to touch on... Uh, this will be another segment, but it's kind of hard for us because uh, Ari has only done one other oh, right. mainstream movie, but uh, we're just going to compare their other movies and how this one holds up to others. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we both like Creditary a lot. Yep. So I think it will definitely pop up on this podcast eventually. Yeah. Uh, so we won't talk about it too much, but 
how did you feel it compared to Hereditary? I did watch Hereditary after I watched it the first time. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's hard to compare them. They're two very different movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What did you think? I don't know. Yeah, like, I found, like, her, it's, it's almost literally night and day, right? Yeah. Like, Hereditary is such a yeah, dark literally. movie. Yeah. And Midsummer is, like, such a bright and beautiful and vivid movie. Um, I think both of them kind of touch on, like, the sort of cultish... Uh, backgrounds a little bit i think i like yeah. midsummer a little bit better than hereditary um and i think a lot of it is the score and the cinematography and the visuals and everything like that yeah um but i mean yeah hereditary is a great movie don't get me wrong and yeah i'll, I'll watch it a hundred times throughout my life yeah uh but yeah i think i like midsummer a little bit better yeah i agree um yeah i uh, i think i do like midsummer more than the hereditary but uh, very close. Yeah. <laughs> very close. Um, yeah. But uh, I think that about wraps it up for this very long episode. We were kind of aiming to keep our episodes around an hour long. Uh, obviously, with a movie this detailed and long, it's uh, kind of hard. So, uh, I don't think yeah. we're too far over that, though. No, not at all. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, Midsommar. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And, uh, We'll be back with something else. All right. See you guys.